This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things. But sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. I've personally never tried therapy, but I've heard from friends it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com Waypoint to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Waypoint. ButcherBox makes it super easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty. And ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your front door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use code WP. Trees are budding, the birds are chirping, and the trails are calling my name. I am so ready to get out now that spring is here. It's second nature for me to grab my day pack, my tent, but not everyone is comfortable with it. That's why I have Earl B. Hunter Jr. on the show today. Earl founded Black Folks Camp 2, and he's dedicated himself to opening up the outdoors to more people, specifically the black community. I'll be releasing another show with Earl where we talk about his mission with this organization. It's going to be on my Restless Native podcast. But for today, Earl and I are talking about a few things of like how to help people take that first step to get outside. He's a huge hiking and camping enthusiast and he has some great advice on beginner gear selection we'll talk about how to choose the right camping gear for you common mistakes camping noobs make earl's favorite way to prep camp food choosing the right backpacking bag and how to keep his campsite safe now i'm curious if you want more camping episodes let us know this is your show drop some comments and tell us what you'd like to see on upcoming gearbox talks also be sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you don't miss a show all right we're gonna dive in this is gearbox talk with earl b hunter jr Earl, man, welcome to Gearbox Talk. I'm I'm so pumped to have you on here. You are one of the most positively infectious people I've ever talked to. You and I did another podcast together on Restless Native, and we're coming out of that now. And I'm still hyped up. Right on, man. I'm excited to get your advice for new campers out there today. So, as you and I talked about in this other show, there's a lot of options. You (laughs) you know, from from your tent camping and backcountry hikes all the way over to glamping. Um, Right. You know, there's a lot of things you can dive into. But if you're new to camping, what's your advice on somebody that's trying to just find their way. Right. 
what, what I tell folks is go to our website, Black Folks Camp 2. Go to our website and learn some things because we our, our, our communication is for everybody, right? Our, our, our information is for everybody. I tell folks to, to gain some knowledge, you know, get some knowledge, right? Understand what, what you want to do first, what you what you would you like to do. Maybe you've seen a video or something that you wanted to do. Maybe you want to go a little, do a little glamping or maybe you want to do a little tent camping. Get you some knowledge, right? And once you get some knowledge, then it'll make your experience way better, much better. Awesome. So what are some of the common mistakes you see people that are that are kind of learning to camp? What are people that are diving into it for the first time? What are some of the things that you see and you find yourself coaching on a recurring basis here? I think I think uh, in regards to us as a company, you know, a lot of folks buy too much gear at first. You know, they, they yeah. buy so much because what they've seen and rather than what they need. And um, one of the one of the biggest things I've seen is that folks will um, maybe purchase a, a sleeping bag too small and um, not really uh, understand uh, that every sleeping bag is not for everyone. Right. Or every backpack is not for everyone. Every RV is not for everyone uh, and, and things of that nature. So a lot of times you have to get comfortable in what you do and how you feel and um, making sure that you have the right gear for that particular uh, element. Right. Uh, for instance, if you if you know you live in uh, in areas where it's raining all the time, you want to go backpack in those particular areas. You need to find your raincoat, right? And make sure you have some covering to make sure your packs and things of that nature does not um, get wet and moisture and moisture and all that kind of good stuff. But the other thing is too is uh, newcomers and new folks uh, packing their packs, right? What to put in your packs and how to put things in your pack and how to make sure things are situated in your pack that actually where it fits in your back properly. And with your RVing, you know. Just making sure that you know when when you when you RVing that you have the right vehicle to pull the uh, to tow the uh, the RV that is behind you, or if you're driving an RV, if you're using a um, if you're driving a Class A, you know, making sure you can actually fit and you you can drive a unit that big on the road. You know, there's so many so many things across the board in regards to camping. Depends on how you want to camp and the way you want to camp. So yeah, I, I know you do a lot of backcountry hikes and you're, you're passionate about it. One thing I learned when I started doing, um, you know, multi mile hikes is finding the gear you didn't actually need because all, all right. of a sudden you're packing heavy stuff that that you thought you were going to use and you're like, I I just packed that big heavy camp light all the way over uh, to the campsite and back and I never even took it out of the bag or the camp shovel or like whatever the thing is. I'm just throwing out a couple. Yeah, things. There's, a, there's a few things that I don't I don't I do not forget, which is a rope. Uh, duct tape, first aid kit, and water, right? And, and of course, food as well. So, you know, because your food, you know, all that stuff can be uh, determined on what you want to eat. You know, if you're going on a day hike or uh, you can you can take pre-made food. Uh, I never go wrong by taking my ramen noodles. Uh, <laughs> I never go wrong, man. That's my that's my go-to. Yep. And so, uh, you know, but water is essential, though. Uh, in regards to because there, there may be a space where there is no water or limited water. You want to make sure you have enough water to uh, so that you don't dehydrate when you're packing. Uh, one thing I was going to ask you about, because I know you, you, you've told me, um, you know, across this interview that we've done, I know you love to camp, cook at camp. What's your setup like, man? What do you, what do you, let's, let's say for, I know, because this is going to be very different. There's going to be your backcountry setup and then maybe your car camping setup that a little more uh, luxurious. Uh, I'm kind of curious. We'll talk about your backcountry approach first. I mean, you mentioned ramen noodles, but you got to cook it on something. Yeah. What's your so setup I, you like? Know, we, so, I, basically, what we use is a, a campfire, right? We use a campfire or we use a small stove we use from GS. Uh, they're one of our, our partners in the industry, uh, and we use the small bowls. And sometimes we, we we use small bowls and we use small um, small pots to do so. I do my uh, I do my, uh, my 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 soups and also my uh, 
my uh, coffee in the same uh, containers, right? And mm-hmm. so with, with me, and also in, in our, sometimes in my cup, right? I use, I use the same uh, utensils every time I go out on packs, right? And I'm a young packer, right, when it comes to that. I'm a young, I'm a young packer. I'm, I haven't been doing it very long, so I've learned to adapt to those things, right? I learned to adapt to the, those particular spaces. What I really like, though, is that when I'm not backcountry uh, backpacking and I get a chance to get to a campground, I try to take what I cook at home, right, to uh, to the uh, to the campground. Where I mean, I like fried chicken and fish, man. That's my thing. So I like to do that when I'm at campgrounds. And what I love about cooking at campgrounds, no matter where you're backcountry or where you're uh, at campgrounds. Everybody, when they smell the aroma, they come around and <laughs> yeah. they want to find out what you're doing. And that's how you get people around the campfire to start having conversation. With I friends. start to say, I'm hearing this now, and I bet it's foundational to your strategy with the organization. It's like, all right, here's step one. Cook something yep. that smells really good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a, I like spices. I like uh, noodles. I'm a noodles guy. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm again, you can't I can't go wrong with some uh, with some fish and some chicken, man. That, I mean, I'm a, I'm a meat guy, uh, but I also like, you know, I like I like to cook easy things or what prepare things that are prepared before I leave the house, right? Yeah. Um, at the same time, you know, it, you have to be comfortable. It depends on what your what your um, what what my pack is. If I'm going three three four days or three days, well, I know I need to uh, get prepared with my noodles, right? If I'm uh, if I'm going on a day hike or a day pack, or uh, I know I can take me some pre made food and I can actually have that stored away and uh, make sure that I uh, have the food ready and and for a hearty meal for that night and also for breakfast that next morning. One of my first episodes on this podcast with Gearbox Talk was with Cody Rich, who is the founder of Backcountry Fuelbox. And yeah. Cody is, uh, so it's like a subscription box that you hardcore hunters and hikers can, can mm-hmm. get. Every month you're getting all this new food. And um, I'll link to that show in the show notes for people if they really want to, like if you, if you really want to get like, no, man, I don't want to do a car camp. I want to dive into like backcountry. Right. He had some great advice. If anybody wants to check that out, I'll put a link to it too. Uh, have you done any of the like packed, dried, freeze-dried stuff? I have. Or- you know what? I was re- so, so I graduated from a military college, right? I went to a military college, and so we did some MREs. And so the first thing I thought was is that the food is going to be like that. And I was like, no, I don't want it. Right. right. But – but I actually tried some uh, some some uh, some uh, hydrated food and this it was good. Yeah, I mean, dude. Some, I, the, some problem I have, yeah the problem I have. Yeah, the problem I have is like I get it and then I end up just want to eat it before I even go, get a yeah, chance to use it in the backwards. I mean, it's like I'm at home just filling this stuff with water and eating. Yeah, it. Yeah, just add water to it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. So the food has gotten better. Uh, again, I'm a young backpacker, so uh, some of the folks that told me about the food was. They told me the food was uh, going to be good. And when I look at a package and I see dry food, the first thing I'm thinking, like, nah, bro, I'm not doing that, right? Yeah. When I, when I, when I, when I, the moment I pour the hot water and then give it 10, 10, 12 minutes, man, it's a good hearty meal, man. And yeah. it hydrates your body as well. So it's good hearty food. Yeah, man. It, it, it's good stuff. It is really good quality. Um, a lot of them taste like, it does not taste like what you, if I had brought it to you in like a fancy gourmet bowl, you would have not right. thought anything about it. You'd been like, yeah, this makes sense. Right. Um, I, if I remember, I'll pull the link from the, our, our team will go and see what Cody recommended too. And we'll pull that over for the newbies. Um, all right. So it, on a car camp and setup, I'm kind of curious, like, wh- do you have like a grill or anything? You, yeah. your favorite? Like what, what's your setup, man? So I got me, so, so I got a, a cool, uh, uh, collapsible grill that I take with me, you know, has a, a cool little, 
little uh, propane that I, okay. I hook up to it. Uh, what I love about it more than anything, though, it's a, it's a small grill, but man, it packs a big punch, so I can put my pork chops on there. You know, I season them real. Well. It's all about the seasoning, by the way. You know, yeah, put yeah. Seasoning on there, not just salt and pepper. I got my own little special seasoning I like to use. Um, but 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 I like to cook corn on a particular places. But I can also boil and do everything on that one grill, though. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I can cook toast on that grill. You know, I, I do it the uh, conventional way. I just put the put the bread on the grill and just uh, put me a little butter on there and let it seep through. You know, but more my favorite to do is is uh, to go buy the pre-made uh, apple pies. Right. They come in the little packages. Right. And then uh, unwrap those and put them in the aluminum for you and put those on the grill. And then you got your dessert, man. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, nice. That's but, smart. But, but when you're car camping, though, it's almost like tailgating. Right. You can take everything with you. I take a small uh, a grill that I use, my uh, my little propane grill that I use if I'm going to fry a turkey. I, I fry uh, shrimp in those and make po' boys. I mean, I, oh, dude. I do it all, man. Man, I got to come camp with you, Earl. got to come uh, camp with you. <laughs> now, I know you work with a lot of brands, so sometimes you can't name drop. Is the grill one that you, you don't want to name drop on? I'm kind of curious what you're using. Actually, I tell you, I'm not working with this brand. Um, when I car camp, it's a Coleman grill, though. It's a cool okay, you Coleman got you like a Coleman fold out? Okay, yeah, cool. it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, nice um, man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And um, but I think one of the things is we have a lot of gear companies right now that are sending us things and want us to try and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, I just haven't tried very very much because um, going into 2021 season though, we're gonna try all kind of stuff, right? And, and and really, what I what I love doing more than anything, I like to go into everybody else's camp and see what they're doing. <laughs> see right? what they're doing, yeah. But here's the thing, though, Brad. Nothing beats nothing beats that campfire, man. Yeah, dude. You can actually cook over that campfire. And for the first time, you know, I was able to uh, have um, I forget the name of it. it was potatoes. You they wrapped the potatoes in the uh, in the aluminum foil and just threw them. I, I think there's I want to say the kettle. I don't know if they were kettle, uh, not kettle corn, but kettle uh, potatoes or not. They threw them in the uh, fire and just let yeah. them just do their thing. I've cooked them like that at a camp. Man, that was that was good, man. That's my, Dude, you that's know what a great new thing now? Uh, 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 a dessert we learned to make. I was camping in the Rocky. No, I was in the Tetons, and uh, we met. You know, th- these two girls came over to our camp and we're hanging out, kind of like you said. People just kind of start smelling food and kind of start talking and. Um, they ask us, I, and now I've seen this a hundred times. This will probably not be new to anyone like it was to me. But they said, do you have dessert? We said, no, we didn't bring any desserts. And they brought over bananas and chocolate bars. Sliced oh, yeah. them. Yeah, now it's like a thing. I had never seen it at the time, well, This was, which this was 10, no, thir- 13 years ago. But for anybody that hasn't done it, you slice a banana, yeah. to unwrap the candy bar, stick the candy bar inside, wrap it back up, and throw it in the nope. coals for, yeah. I don't know, however long, until it gets well, you squishy. Know, I got to tell you now, I'm, I'm a s'mores guy, but now I'm a really a roars guy. I like using instead of using. Oh man! What's a roars? Well, you use Reese cups instead of just the uh, instead of just the uh, the Hershey bar. Oh, dude! I bet that is good. So instead of having s'mores, they're called roars. I like that. All right, man. You try that, man. Yeah. Um. On the grill front too. Um. The if anybody's looking to Camp Chef has another fold out, and again, I'm not. Um. I I haven't. I've used them once, and I it was it's a similar setup to what you're talking about. Right. Um. We used them last year. We were we were canoeing, and we had a guy that was uh It was with our team, and he set up, dude. He he had one of these little tailgate things too. I think Traeger also has a portable one. Um, and, and when you start looking at these portable setups these days, it's kind of like you said a second ago, like there's so much stuff you can do with all these things now. Like this was like a multi burner setup. Uh, I think Coleman has ones very similar. Yeah, you pretty... can cook on the. You can you can grill. You know yeah, they're, they're 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 some that have fry baskets on it. I mean when you get in, 
Listen, when you get in the outdoor, you start car camping. It's just like tailgating. You can do anything you want to do. That's you can right, almost man. bring your you can bring your grill to grill. Yeah, right? for sure. When you're in the backcountry, man, you know. You want to use that? I use, I like to use that campfire more than anything. Because, yeah, I do too, man. Uh, it, yeah. it's funny though. I'm actually a, a big green egg guy more oh, than yeah. anything. Yeah, I, I, that's my go-to. Like last night, I cooked Korean barbecue, and Ooh. so I made ribs, uh, venison ribs, and you parboil them. You get well, basically boiled to 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 done, and then throw them on like 400 degrees. I took it up to 600 to get my grate hot, and then I threw those things on there, and they got that perfect char. Like it's hard to beat charcoal in that situation. Man, I tell you what. Listen, you can definitely you can definitely tell the difference between charcoal and gas. Yeah, man. yeah. You can for tell sure. the taste, the flavor is different. All of it is different. But again, when you're backpacking versus when you're camping, man, you have to do what you got to do, right? Yeah. You just get some luxuries when you when you're car camping or when you're uh, campground camping. You can uh, you can you can you can be more creative in that particular space, and you can be creative when you're backpacking too. You just got to make sure that you have the right foods and the right hydration and things of that nature to do what you need to get done. One thing I know I know we're uh, coming up on time here soon, but one thing I wanted to ask you about because you've gotten really hardcore into backpack and you've started doing some some longer trips. You told me you started doing the Appalachian Trail, some chunks yep. of that. Um, if somebody really wanted to get into backpacking and, and doing some tent camping, what's your advice on thinking through the bag? Cause that's w one of the more intimidating things to look at when you're doing research. And also, man, like there's, there's so many freaking types of bags. There's price, the price yeah. ranges are crazy. So what's some advice on things that you think are important on these bag selections and maybe some things that aren't. I think one of the biggest things that folks have to really, uh, I had to do this my first time really is to get fit. Make sure you get the right bag that's fitted for you. Right. When you go in, it's almost like you're going and trying on shoes. man. Yeah. You, you go in and make sure the bag fits you. And then you get a tutorial on, on how the bag fits around your waist and on, on, on your shoulders and things of that nature. I always tell folks, you know, th this is this is no, nothing new to folks, you know, packing your bag and putting your heavy stuff in the middle uh, and, and, and putting everything else to the bottom. I tell you this one thing, though, for newcomers, though, I would tell you this. What I had to learn. I learned this. I learned the hard way. And I was told this. All of your rain gear, make sure all of your rain gear is at the top of your bag, <laughs> yeah. right? Because when it starts raining, you certainly don't want to be digging in the bottom of your bag. Getting that your sounds rain so gear. simple, but when when you screw that up, you, you Man, definitely learn that lesson I the hard I screwed way. it up and I was wet, but <laughs> I recovered. Yeah. I recovered because, uh, as a matter of fact, at one point, uh, my trail name was going to be Yard Sale because I pulled everything out of my bag and it was laying everywhere, right? <laughs> and, uh, and so that's one thing, we choose the right pack. But the other thing is too, your your um, you know, trying to decide if you're going to use a water bladder or a water bottle. You know, yeah. I found both to be to be good. You know, um, I tend to uh, like the water bladder a bit better because it gives me an opportunity to keep pushing and not necessarily to to, be, to use uh, much of my hands. I can the 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 spout is right in front of me. Um, but what I the, the the third thing is probably one of the biggest things that I would tell folks in regards to backpacking is to make sure that your pack is actually uh, not when I, when I say it's fit, but also make, make sure the tension on it is is right. So when you're going, when you're actually uh, packing, when you're trailing, you know, you feel the weight and it's not necessarily so much on your back, man. It's pushing you forward or backwards. It's right. It's, it's really even on your back, right? Yeah. So whatever backpack you use, right? Whatever backpack you use, you want to make sure that backpack is for you. I tell people to camp your own camp and hike your own hike.
That's good advice, man. Yeah, I've definitely, um, even on just a couple miles, if you come out hunched over and you're kind of leaning around, dude, you, yeah. your back will be hurting for days. And, and you could potentially really hurt yourself if you don't know what you're doing. We're right on. I'm going to tell you the last thing, too, that I, I learned. I'm, I'm, I'll call, I was a, being an athlete, you, you think you can uh, run through walls. And uh, you, what you find out is in backpacking, though, you know, you're trailing, uh, you, you, uh, you get a, a rude awakening. And one of the things I did early on in my career, in my, in my backpacking career, uh, that I, I changed quickly is, is uh, I use trekking poles for sure now. And I use these trekking poles not because I'm not strong. Uh, these trekking poles actually help me guide me. So when I'm, when I'm weak, they help me um, help me get to the places I need to be. Yeah. So I'm a trekking pole guy. If you, um, I, I went to Italy and did some, some hiking uh, along the coast and you could tell the Germans when they were coming because there'd be like 20 of them and they'd all have those pole, poles yeah. And at first it was kind of funny, but then yeah. you get like six miles into this hike yeah. and you're like, man, I could use some trekking poles right about now. <laughs> that was the, first thing, the first thing I did, my first time backpacking was a 15 mile uh, pack. First time I ever did it, it was a straight incline. It was scrambling too. I had a lot of scrambling going on. And um, the bottom line is, man, with three miles in, I was being all cool and trying to be tough without my trekking poles. Well, after that, about third mile, I said, let me pull these things out. Yeah, and I dude. made sure they were adjusted to my height too, buddy. Yeah, yeah, that's so. good advice right there too. Um, all right, man. Last question for you here. Um, you're all about making somebody feel comfortable and getting outside. Um, you know, it's right at the core of your mission. Um, I'm curious, what are some of the important ways that you you can keep a campsite safe? You know, you, a lot of your work, you're working with families, trying try to make sure that they're. Um, you know, comfortable getting little ones out, uh, whatever this advice could be. I'm just going to, you know, a lot can happen when you're camping. Um, what are some of the ways that you really encourage people to have that comfort level and, and to stay safe in the outdoors? Well, one of the biggest things is we want to make sure everybody, uh, those, those, uh, leave no trace principles. Right. Um, but the, the, the biggest thing is understanding your surroundings, particularly when you're backpacking, you know, use your bear box, you know, you want to make sure you get your food away from you. Yep. I always say 300 feet, you know, get them away, get, get the food away from you. You're in, you're in an element where you where there are animals. So you want to make sure you respect them. You know, they're, if they're hungry, they come looking for food. Just making sure that you're not the food. So don't have the food near you. Uh, that's one of the biggest. Don't things. put food in your tent. Exactly. Don't put food <laughs> in your tent. This is the big. That's, People do that, man. Checking, checking your bag, though. Yeah. Making sure that you had that candy bar out of your bag. The yeah. one that you thought you ate and you didn't eat. Make sure you get that candy bar out of there. Right. Yep. But the third thing is I tell folks is kind of really just look around and your surroundings and get to know if you're around folks, you know, get to know who those folks are. Right. And that way, you know, for us, you know, that's why we actually have uh, in, in an amazing, um, amazing times, because we believe that to be safe in the outdoor, you certainly have to be prepared. If you prepare yourself uh, for any element, uh, you'll be you'll be you'll be well off. Right. Yeah, man. I've got a couple other shows too that we'll link to that have some really great breakdowns on emergency kits. So if anybody's yeah. curious on having a survival kit or an emergency kit, um, I've got I've had some really interesting guests on, including Naked and Afraid star uh, right. Laura Zara came on. Oh, right she, on, man. Yeah, dude, yeah, she was cool, man. I've had her on uh, several times, and and she she came on and showed her bag. So I'll I'll drop some links to some of those relevant shows too. All right, man. That was my last question. Tell people where they can connect with you because you guys have a cool story, awesome mission, and um, if anybody, I, I don't know the order of these shows will come out. So whichever, but I will say if you're listening to gearbox talk you should definitely check out my restless native with earl um but tell people how to connect with you on your website and social media you guys can find us on uh on our website at black folks camp 2 to.com or you can find us on all of the social media sites 
uh, as black folks camp too. Black awesome. folks camp too. Listen, we always tell folks you're gonna have to go through something to get to something in regards to camping, and we like it. Right. So welcome. Dude. You, Come on you're board the, and we're gonna change the world. You're the king of like great little snippets like that. Like there's so much knowledge I've sucked in and and uh, inspiration, dude. Thanks for coming on to Gearbox Talk. Uh, thanks for coming on to Restless Native and giving us your time today, man. I love what you guys are doing and uh, I'm all about it. Right on, my friend. Thank you so much. I hope you have a fantastic day. Yeah, you too. Thank you, Earl. You have to love Earl's enthusiasm for affecting change and getting more folks outside. I love it. Make sure you subscribe to Restless Native if you really like this conversation with Earl. You don't want to miss my full interview with the guy. We're going to get really deep in the weeds in his mission and why he started his organization. Also, I said last week I had a huge name guest that was coming and it was coming out this week and I was mistaken because it's actually next week. I swear I'm not just saying this to make sure you keep coming back week after week. That would not prove to be a very thoughtful or or very uh, good tactic as I, I think you would pick up on this after a few weeks. I literally just screwed that up. It's next week where I have a really big name guest, but here's one hint since I screwed it up. Until Valhalla. Holla. Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat. All these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. Com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie.